Hello and welcome back once again. I am Ryan Keyes, the host of the In Deep Shift show on Spotify. But today I got something special for you. We're doing a show within a show, a sister show. And it's going to be called The Holy Shift Show with my co-host Missy from Missy's Astrology, where we are going to be breaking down doors. We are going to be talking about reality right now and doing away with all the dogma. Yep. So hang on to your toes. We may step on them. You never know. But real talk on topics and tools for total transformation. Missy and I will be helping you with a mindful approach to creating love, happiness, and clarity during your conscious awakening using tools like intuition, tarot, and astrology, because she has definitely got that down. We're going to help you help yourself today. So sit back and relax, send in questions, subscribe, and we will see you inside. Have a beautiful ride while we dive into the topics of today. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome. It's Missy and Ryan with the Holy Shift Show. Holy Shift. (laughs) (laughs) Excited to be here, Ryan? Yes, I'm always excited to be at the beach house. What's holy shifting in your life? (laughs) The shift is hitting the fan. It's everything is shifting. I don't know. It's like every, but you you know, um, I realized in life that there were so many things that I allowed and also unknowingly uh, created that are illusions. Right. Uh huh. And I think that was the topic we were going to talk about is self-compromise versus betrayal. Right. Yeah. But I definitely feel that there's a lot of things looking back where, and I don't think we're ever not in our purpose. I think we're always in our purpose. I just think sometimes we're like when we're driving and we're not looking and paying attention, we almost rear end somebody. Yeah. So I think when we're not paying attention, we're, we're not um, traveling smoothly. Right. We're, we're opening ourselves up for delay. It's so true. I think when you talk about the illusion, I think, you know, even I look at my divorce sometimes and it's like, I was caught in this illusion and stuck. I don't say so much stuck, but it was like, I wasn't listening to the divine. I wasn't listening to God when he was like, this isn't working out. You know, I was in the illusion, like, well, he's a nice person. Like he's does this stuff for me. And like, we get along and then not realizing like I wasn't happy. Now, were you, okay. So this is, cause this is an interesting, interesting question, right? Because I mean, I've, I've tried to, I, I've personally tried to run away from the love topic a hundred percent. And then for whatever reason, I keep getting like put back in it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm thinking to myself when you're saying that now, when you, when you're, did you know, did you have a moment where you were like, maybe I shouldn't go forward? Maybe I shouldn't marry this person. I mean, it was, I think at the time I got a lot of pressure from my mom to just find somebody and marry because like Scarlett was so, so young. And he like loved her like so, so much, like so, so much like they were and they're still like best friends to this day. Like he so I feel like I think it's now I realized from the beginning, like there were so many signs like that I didn't recognize that ended our marriage was like he in the very beginning, he always wanted to hang out with his friends. He always wanted to be around friends. And I was like, let's go on a date. Let's do something else. Like, let's not always be around people. Right. And that was like the very beginning where he was like always wanting to be around people. And it was never about us. It was about people, you know? And 
as we got married and things progressed, it was like, he was always wanting to be around friends, go golfing. And it was, I remember even going to like counseling and I was like, I want to be just with you. Like we never go on dates where you'd never have alone time, you know? And at the time he was like sleeping on the couch for like three years, you know? And I was like, whatever, that's where he feels comfortable. Right. It wasn't like, I was like, you have to sleep on the couch. It was like, that's just where he fell asleep. And that's where he was. Right. And so part of like in the counseling session, so there was no sex or like I used him for sex. No, I said there was no sex. Like I, I used him for sex. Oh, because I used to go sofa? downstairs and have sex with him because on it was the sofa? bedroom. What? Like on the sofa? Yeah. He slept on the sofa. No, I mean, but you would like, so you'd slip down like a sex ninja and you'd jump on him while on the <laughs> sofa asleep. <laughs> I, well, I mean, I like wake him up. I wouldn't like. Did you, you like know. put a pillow over his head and say, you, t- <laughs> you think that. I mean, you can't really like rape a guy, right? Like, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, in a way, like you can't make a guy like hard and rape him, you know? Yeah. But so now I, I'm, I'm getting an echo a little bit. Do you hear that echo? Uh, no. No. Huh. Let me Is just. Is it on my end? Me. It might be on my end. I don't know. Echo. Oh, there we go. Okay. I think I fixed it. Yay. Yeah, there we go. So when you were. Okay. So now that's definitely a sign of self-betrayal, right? When you are. Right. But it, here's what I don't get. When you, you didn't catch on to any of this before, like it, well, there was no red flags. There was nothing like, there was not that aha moment. Like, wow, I'm betraying myself before you even stepped up to the altar to say yes. I mean, yeah. In the sense, like I look back and it was like, I realized I needed more other relationship than who he was. Right. So I was marrying someone and trying to put him in a box right. of an illusion of who I thought he was. Right. Which is like, he'll, he'll, once we're married, we'll hang out, we'll date, we'll hang out together, like all of that stuff. And then once the kids came, you kind of get busy with the kids, you get busy with life. And then you're like, you know, but like, he's always wanting, he was always wanting to be with his friends. He's always wanting to like go out to dinner with people and I'm never like we could be alone. So if you, okay, so let's, so, all right. So let's look at that. So if we're talking about self-betrayal versus compromise obviously so now there were multiple places you were doing oh hello <laughs> hey We've buddy got- what's up what's up he's like can i get an earphone a microphone can i he's like can i snore into this <laughs> um so when so you- ah <laughs> i'm having a technical <laughs> technical difficulty <laughs> okay like when you okay like let's look at a dog right like um there's times like, you know, we compromise to have a dog. Right. I mean, you compromise to be a mom, but you don't feel like you're betraying yourself to be a mom. I don't feel like I'm betraying myself. Like, okay. Like I love to travel. I love to go to do things. And I want to do a lot of of foreign travel and things like that. Like we like, you know, like go to Mexico and, and stuff like that. Now, if my dog were to limit that, I wouldn't feel as if I lost like, Oh my God, I can't do my dream. Right. Because, to me, that's it's 
I'm compromising because I'm getting a lot of love from my dog. I'm probably getting more love than I would get if standing in front of a temple in Bali. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. if you're looking at your marriage that you, you went through, there had to be a moment, even in anything, even when you're like, even imagine you're like counseling somebody where you hit this mark when you know, like, okay, so I'm right. compromising my time. I'm compromising what I'm doing. And I'm doing it for the, because I, I, so I, like, I, I wrote this down too. Like, um, does it leave you lacking or losing? Uh, did the agreement that you made leave you feeling betrayed? Well, I don't so think did I you ever feel felt betrayed like because he was on the sofa and, and this was going on. Did that make you feel, did you feel something in your soul that said, ah, no, not at all. I just felt like that's just where he was comfortable. And that didn't bother you. No. Why didn't that bother you? Why do what you think? bother me? The thing that bothered me where I knew our marriage was over was when I we went to counseling and he said, I used him for sex, you know, and that's kind of when I knew the relationship was over, <laughs> you know, this is a tough topic. <laughs> well, it, you know why it's a tough topic. It's a tough topic because I just feel there's so many ways that we betray ourselves and we do it. it, it some of it's subtle. Some of it is just blown out, like supersized, but we're so acceptive of this course in our life that even like, look at like what's going on with the sea and all this other stuff that people are like gas prices, gas prices are so high. You, we, we're compromising ourselves, we think to still create a life, but we're actually betraying ourselves. Because we're allowing, uh, we're, we're being taken advantage of, and it's not good for us. Right. Even if this is good for the environment and we're supposed to go towards a more clean environment, we should do it yeah. in a way where we're not actually all suffering to such a degree where we're going to die right. and get sick and, and not be able to eat. Right. Yeah. And it's so well, true. I think where I was compromising and like you say, you should have, like this, the, the signs were there, like the signs were definitely there for sure. I think I just realized, like, I just need more. I needed, I need more from a relationship than like who he was. Right. And I realized that later on. And then I look back and I also realized like, I know this is like, so like intimate, but it's like, maybe I was the one that's always sexually like wanting to, and he never did, you know? And maybe that's you think why there was just no sex. Attached. Maybe there was just no, no physical chemistry. Yeah. Maybe he didn't find me sexually attractive. Right. Maybe he likes guys. Well, he does own three salons. I want to cut hair. <laughs> Zohan with Adam Sandler. But I want to cut hair. <laughs> no, it's just, and, I mean, you, know, you just never know, but he is a great father. And that's why I stayed with him is because I compromised, right? Where right. I'm like, you're a great father. Now, let me ask you something. This is a tougher question too, because this is an overlay of a conditioning that may have created some of this issue. Do you think that part of it had to do with the religion that you, that you, that was exploiting you at the time? Oh yeah. Like I even talked about that on my live the other day because Mercury's on my Chiron. So there's a lot of like mental healing right now. And I saw the pastor like a week ago that married us and baptized us. And I haven't seen him in like nine years. Right. I mean, for him, that's a fail. Right. But right? I got me too. Right. Cause I got this huge, like, ugh, feeling in my heart of like, I disappointed him. Right. 
But see, but that's that you're betraying yourself because how could you disappoint? We don't disappoint people by being honest with ourselves. Right. If you disappoint somebody. If I was being honest with myself and honest with him, I, I mean, I would say I'm the happiest I've ever been like not being stuck in that marriage. Hmm. But so now do you think that, so, okay, like, let's look at it like this. So there was a lot of conditioning. There was a lot of pressure to be in a marriage or to, to have a, 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 that role filled for Scarlett. There was a lot of things going forward, which we all kind of fall prey to. We have this overlay of like the notebook or whatever it is. And then let's add, like, we're to make, it's like, we're constructing a sandwich. Then we come in with the mayonnaise, like here comes God, here right. comes the church, here comes the, 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 um, idea that I need to define myself by this great context of God. Right. And then I have this guilt factor, like, well, I have to stay in this space because I made that promise. Right. But then that's so true. But then the promise is hurting you. Right. So then, you know, that's that. So this is definitely a case of self betrayal, not compromise. But my, my question is like, I've, I've done this before at times. And, and, and here's the, here's the tough part. When, um, you betray yourself, everybody gets hurt. Right. Right. Yeah. Because truth isn't at the core and right. the, the, the illusion allows us all to get hurt. Yes. A hundred percent. I would say like com- compromise for me would like when I was with my ex and he was always fishing every Saturday. Right. And he had these tournaments or whatever, and that was fine. Right. But the illusion (laughs) I made is like when he would cheat on me and I'm like, Oh, he'll never do it again. Like that's an illusion. (laughs) You know, was he cheating on you with a fishing buddy or what? No, he just would get drunk and go out at night on me. So the fishing was fine. Like I was all for like, go fishing, enjoy fishing. He would leave at like, like go 3 a.m. in the morning and come back at one. But it was like the, like a, in a boat. What? Would you like a big boat, like a bass boat? Yeah. I had a big bass boat. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's unbelievable. Yeah. But it was nice. It just was like, we had a relationship. It was just like cheating. Work. You've had, uh, you've had like, it's like, You've dated around the globe. <laughs> you date like an angler, a, a, a beautician. Have you dated a magician? An L player. Have you have you been married to a magician yet? No, I've been married to an F- NFL player. I've been about a soldier. I've been I dated an NFL player. I've been dated a lot. What about married to? Have you been married to a military guy yet? I've only been married once. Oh. Okay. I've only probably dated like maybe almost 10 guys in my life. (laughs) Wow. That's intense. Why? Well, I mean, six of them cheated on me. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, no, I mean, that's not the part that, I mean, that's, that's again, that's, I think that goes back to like the betrayal part. I think there's something at the core of this. If we like really dove in where we could find that there's a part of you that's like probably goes back to your mom or something where you're actually, you're overriding your, your, that voice. Right. Like you're yeah. afraid to listen to the voice when it tells you to go towards somebody, but when it tells you not to, you're like, so, there, okay. So there's a fine tuning of intuition, right? Like when we get that, when we're, when we're, when we have this knowledge and we're like, okay, so that person is for me or that job is for me or that choice is for right. me. 
And it's like being in the store and you're like, I know I, I should do that. But then you don't because you're hesitant and you're afraid and you're, you don't want to get right. hurt because of the past, right? But then there's the other side of the intuition where you're like, like you're in the store and you're, you're like walking down and you know you should be getting an apple. And then all of a sudden you leave with a cheesecake and you're like, I shouldn't get this. I, and your gut's like, don't get it. And then your brain is like, no, I need the addiction. I need the high. So then it makes me think that you pick yeah. some of these people for a high. You knew that you knew they couldn't I mean, hurt you, but you needed I, that high to kind of carry you over. Maybe. I think it is similar to a high because my dad is like adrenaline junkie, a total adrenaline junkie. And so it's like, I almost pick guys that are like not available. Cause my dad was never available for me when I was younger. And then my mom never loved me. Right. Wow. So it's almost like I know what I need, but then I pick these guys are like totally not available. See, so this is like, so this is good because, and in, you know, not that we're trying to, to, to stretch you out and fillet you onto like this, this operating <laughs> table, but it's good because what we're doing is we're, we're kind of unveiling maybe what's at the core of everybody's decisions to either betray themselves or whether it's a compromise. Right. If you're compromising with somebody, it's not like, Hey, I got to go pick up the kids. Well, I really need okay. to do this. I'm going to be at work till such and such time. Could you, are you sure you couldn't do it? And you're like, well, yeah, I could change some stuff around. I could pick up the kids. That's a compromise because right. it doesn't leave you right. hurting. It doesn't make you feel like you gave up something. 100%. But, yeah. Right. But like, you know, the whole thing with the, like the cheating and that stuff, that makes you feel like you gave up something. But I can't help right. but think that you went into it knowing that you would give it up. And it was give a certain up. level, give up anything. I like it, it, there's a part of, uh, there's a part of the equation. I feel that for all of us, when I look back, like if it was like, you know, whatever I did that was crazy, there's always that moment. Like even before I got my face crushed when I was 21, I told my mom before I left the house, you know, I shouldn't go. Right. But if, and then I said, but if I don't go, I'm going to miss something huge. Right. So the, the, the part of me that wanted to go through the suffering, which is the part that's betraying my safety, right. made me leave the house and go out and get my face crushed. The part of me that mm. was the spirit, the higher self, the, the part that said, you don't need this to grow. You're growing anyway. Right. You don't need this occurrence. But I mean, it granted, it'll accelerate it. It'll bring you a lot of trauma. I'll let you do it. So there, that's grace, right? So grace is our higher yeah. self with our soul contract is still allowing you to look at while you're driving down that life's highway and then hit the car in front of you and be stuck for like a couple months or years, right? <laughs> Trying to fix it. Right. Because, but you still don't get off the highway. You're still in the same direction. It's just, you stopped and you had to fix the problem and you had to go through it, but you didn't have to, yeah. but that's grace. Grace is allowing you to go through that experience but the key is, is, had we honored our truth, honored right. our self, not betrayed ourselves, right? You, you wouldn't even have to gone through the marriage. You wouldn't have gone through other things. Right. Yeah. And I think it's me like slowly looking back at like, and re-examining, I would say probably in the last three years, is just like, you know, I never really had, I mean, I love my dad to death, but it's like, he was never really available for me. And he was always gone on the weekends, like kite surfing, you know? And then, and my Chiron is very common in my, my chart. It like Quinn is, which is a bad aspect. 
it quincunx is my Pluto, my Saturn, my Mars and my Mercury and my Neptune. And so it's like, I have like the worst chart where it's just like as a child, it was like, which is beautiful that I'm an astrologer. But I was just like, bam, 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 like hit all the time in every direction, you know? Now. Okay. So let's look at that for a second. Do you think that there's parts of astrology that, okay, like everybody's like talking about Mercury retrograde or Saturn retrograde or all this other stuff. Like you're Scorpio, right? Like you've got a lot of Scorpio energy. Is there, um, cause so you're always looking for the deeper, the deeper levels, right? You're always looking for the, what's behind the mask. So right. does that mean if we were to take things in astrology at face value, like, oh, it's Mercury retrograde. I can't do this or use right. it as a fallback. Is that, I would never like use it. At, so here's the thing is it's a tool, right? So, so astrology is the same type of tool as analyzing what's wrong with your life. Right. So like for my ex-husband, he had Chiron in the seventh house, which means he was really hurt by his mom's marriages and his dad's marriages. So therefore he naturally, um, if, if he, when he gets married, he naturally goes to this place of it's never going to work out. Because there's a childhood core wound, right? So he automatically abandons a relationship because he, as a child, like love is not real, you know? And so the great thing is we can work with those Chiron wounds or we can live in the Chiron wounds. So the beauty about it is we can see it for me, right? I have Chiron in the first house, which is about my appearance. So I walk with a limp, you know, I have scars all over my body. So I can take that injury to my appearance of Chiron because Chiron is ruled by Saturn and Uranus. So Saturn is a block Uranus is freedom. And so you can choose either road to go, right? I can be freed from this or it can block me from growth. And the beautiful thing about it is similar to the universe is they're going to allow us to go through these experiences that can either like give us the freedom we need or block us and bring us down into depression. So how do we use, how do we use that information? Like, okay. So like, like a hammer can't jump up and hit me, but I can definitely hit myself with a hammer and somebody else could hit me with a hammer, but I could use the hammer to build a house. So how can we use astrology or some of these other insights to like, how do we use even our personal experience to start to develop the ability to not betray ourselves and to learn what the difference is? Well, like for me, like I have, you and I both have Mercury. I think it's mine's conjunct Saturn. I think yours is square Saturn, right? And so for us, that would make us have like a throat chakra block. You know what I mean? Uh, And then it's also plinkunxing my Chiron. So it brings me deep core wounds when I speak, right? So if I don't feel heard because I didn't feel heard as a child, it could bring me deep core wounds. And we have to get to a place of saying, I don't care who hears me and who doesn't hear me, you know, and also get to a place of like my words matter and just have that self-talk and not that self-doubt that we got when we were children. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, I think that, you know, I think that one part is like, I, I, there was something I else I wrote down about this. Um, what's the difference between you and the people that you believe are hurting you? They're all your teachers. I don't think anyone's hurting you. I think they're helping you grow. But you know what I'm saying? Think about that. Okay. Like when people come to you or when, like, I know when people come to me and they're like, oh my God, they hurt me so bad. What's going on? So, but the funny thing is, is that what's the difference? So when we, when we betray ourselves, uh-huh. 
with any decision. Right. We are just as bad, quote unquote, as the people we're projecting that hurt us. Well, and here's the thing is, I don't believe people hurt you. I believe that people teach you lessons you need to learn in life. And I, and I talk about this a lot, like in my classes and stuff is like, we chose our parents through the lessons we have to go through to learn how to grow, to learn who we are. And so whenever someone is coming at you with like, I don't like you anymore because of this and then say, okay, where's the lesson in it that I'm supposed to be learning rather than turning around and like, wow, they're such a bitch or he's such a bitch. Like there's a lesson in every situation you encounter. You you have to see it as that because everything's energy. Even people are energy, right? And when you see the negative vibration and transmute it to understand, I'll just be so honest. I'll give you an example. So I went to go see one of my friends and she, Oh, Tennessee. What? Tennessee. What? In Tennessee? No. I won't say where. Okay. In Miami? No. <laughs> I'm like, it I'm, wasn't I'm like Miami. It wasn't Miami. It wasn't Mexico, <laughs> but I won't throw her under the bus. And so I come back, right? And, you know, she the whole time I'm there, she doesn't say anything. And I get back and I was like, you know, I said, thank you so much for having me. It was so great, blah, blah, blah. And then she's like, sure. Like, that's what she texts me back. I'm like, hmm. I'm like, okay, something's wrong. And so I sent her a message. I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, well, you were supposed to help me grow my business. And you didn't put me on your Instagram. And we didn't do a live together. And, you know, you flaunted your body and all of this stuff. And I was like, wow, like, whoa, right? And so I went within and I talked to God about it and God showed me who she was. That's the beautiful thing. When you go to God and ask him, like, show me the silver lining, show me what's happening here. Right. <laughs> and he yeah. said that she's insecure. And I bring up the insecurities in her that she has for herself. And she's insecure also in platform and how fast it's grown that she was almost doing it to use me rather than to be my friend, you know? And so, you know, and I sent that person love, I sent her love and I said, you know, and she's like, we're on two different vibrations. And I'm like, okay, I get that, you know, and, and you let that person go, you know? So, and then, okay. So then that, that's like the question I just said, what's the difference between you and the people that you believe are hurting you, but you don't, so that didn't, did that hurt you or no? No, because I, I did it first. I will be honest and did it first until I prayed about it. And God said, it's because she's so insecure that being around you brings up every insecurity that she has, that she has to push you away and blame it on you because she's so insecure. She can't take it on her as herself and own like, okay, why am I feeling this way? Why am I feeling insecure? Like, where is this coming from? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I mean, in reality, a- I mean, you and I know this, like God and the divine give us everything. No one on this planet can ever help us progress more than the universe, right? But if we're in the state of lack, we're going to get more lack. If we're in this state of flow and abundance and like it's flowing to me, like that's what's going to happen, you know? Like, well, even don't you, you think that's you mirrored me- in your, what? Go ahead. I was just going to say, don't you think that would be mirrored in your actions, right? Like how? What do you mean? Well, I mean, I'm just saying it would be like, um, what we, like what we emanate 
because I've gotten, I've, I've realized something about like, um, language is, is very important. Like being stuck in a foreign lang- uh, place without knowing the language would be very right. crippling. So mm-hmm. like I've started to realize that vibration actually isn't necessarily the truth. It's all sound. Right. Which is why right. our, our, our language is so important, which is why the, it's repetitively right. saying God said. So they can track everything right. back to sound, like one sound right. started everything, which is kind of freaky right. for those people that are like, I'm an atheist. It's like, yeah, but they can track it back to a sound wave, one sound wave. Right. And when you build right. on like the, the parameters of like the, the meters of music, you can see that it started uh-huh. with an original tone. Um, oh, wow. And that's, I'm not, I don't know, like, but it's kind of weird and what's even yeah. more weird, but so that's, that's besides the point. But what I'm saying is, is that, so our tone, how we talk, how we teach, how we walk, how we um, put ourselves into the world. It, it's the, it emanates our truth mostly. Right. Um, and then when we're emanating, like, that's one of the things in the article um, or one way we betray ourselves is by pretending we are someone we're not. I'll present that I'm someone else, right. but you can't. So, and if you think about the context of energy, right. you can't hold up. I mean, that takes a lot to pretend, right? Right to carry on. It'd be like you know doing improv. It, you're going to get exhausted after a while. You can right. only, like I used to do stand up and comedy and improv, and you can only do it for so long because then you're like, ah, I got to lay down. <laughs> but right. so to, to be this, so even like you're, the person you're speaking of, to to put out this this persona, um, these are why I think people get burned out. Right. 100%. Where I bow out, like okay, so like I'll bow out of social media and just listen, right? Because yeah. I I just take like a breath because I don't want to become overwhelmed with social media. Right. But I'm not bowing out because I feel broken or I feel discouraged or I feel down. Right. But so if people are feeling broken, discouraged or despair, this means they're betraying themselves. Right. So and that's a good cue even like with your marriage to wrap it back to that. If you were feeling ever broken or down or displaced or like wow, this really I don't know what to do. That's self betrayal. Those are signs of self betrayal, right? Because when and you compromise, you don't you don't feel what, it, right? And to go back to what you said before, which is like, didn't you see the signs like before? And I would say, like, I also signed, saw the signs with this relationship way before, and I still went back right to wow. that friendship. So is that, that's definitely not compromise. No. And I think it's a a childhood behavior of always having to forgive the people in my life that hurt me. Now, let me, let me interject with this. And I've had to do this several times myself where people were thought they were pseudo friends. What have you? I mean, because when you're in public, uh, there's a lot of people that, that think they're your friend, but they may actually not be because they don't really know you. Right. Right. So, but if you, so maybe it's transferring that from a friendship right. frequency to a mentorship frequency. Right. Yeah. You, you take on the role of a mentorship, which is not even a teacher, just a mentor and not right. a friendship because yeah. the friendship is, is, a, is equal give and take yeah. compromise, healthy, yeah. not betraying yourself. A mentorship 
can um it's it's they have uh, an ability to kind of be here and non um and, and but yet still be in the world not of the world right and observe even though the person is is swerving all over the road you're like oh shit i'm glad i'm not in their car right yeah <laughs> well, i don't know where they're going but i'm glad i'm not going there so you know it's like you know it's like 2 a.m when you look over you're like i'm glad i'm not going home or they're like wow the lights came on that's looking a lot different bye-bye yeah <laughs> you know, so exactly like, so you're like okay so but so with the mentorship you're backing away you're giving distance and the distance actually does means that you're no longer betraying yourself right because now you can design things differently so that you can actually have healthy boundaries right yeah so i mean it, it's it, it's interesting because i had talked about this in my um Tarot Tuesdays that I do on YouTube, right? It's hilarious. Ooh. Yeah. So I do a live Tarot Tuesdays for a group and then a pick a card. Pick a yeah. card's kind of funny. I like to do it because it's fun. But one of the things I was talking about that came up is about clarity and integrity, which is kind of like what we're talking about because that's the basis of not betraying yourself. Right. And I made an example of the average person that has a friend. Uh huh. If you see your friend 10 hours a month. Right. And so in one year, you've seen them 120 hours. Uh-huh. In 10 years, you've seen them 1,200 hours. Uh-huh. But let's imagine that you work a 40-hour job and you see the people at work, let's say out of that, we'll say five hours. So five hours times five. So 25 hours a week, you see that person. And then let's yeah. just say that you, so we'll, we'll sum that up to like 900. Let's say you see that 900 hours a, um, a year, you see this person. Mm-hmm. You've actually, so in 10 years, you've seen them 9,000 hours versus the 1,200 that you have this quote unquote friend. Wow. <laughs> right? So think when you think, and then you think about, well, gosh, and I have such a hard time dealing with people at work. We always have to do this. We're always at, uh, at odds. But yet with your friend, everything is so cool. It's because you right. don't really know them. Yeah. True. And even like, let's go back with Blake. That's why it's really important to do a lot of alone time with the person that you're going to be with. Right. Because when you add these different distractions, you don't get to see the truth. Right. Yeah. So a relationship really, there's, there's a little bit of, and and this is, some people may not agree, but I think that is very important. If you find what you perceive as the perfect person, which is another way you betray yourself, um, (laughs) you know, it's like. If we don't spend, I would say until you've spent a quality 1,200 hours with that person, you should never marry them. Yeah. (laughs) Now imagine that. And you know, like the other part where I portrayed myself too, Ryan, is that religion, because I was studying like you to become a pastor and we couldn't have sex. So therefore... Like that's another betrayal. Now, but don't you think that you could sex could be great and then something can go out the window? What do you mean? Well, I mean sometimes in relationships, sex just disappears because there there's uh, animosities and other things that kind of climb in where you've betrayed yourself and both of you betray yourselves. Because relationship can change, obviously. So you could meet and still be perfect and everything could be going groovy, but then it can shift. There's always a chance it can shift. But that's why it's very important that you always have this quality time. Right. It kind of, you know, that's why it's a love language, right? So quality time allows you is a catapult to being 
confident in your in your communication and in your relationship. So right. let's imagine. So religion gave you kind of this overlay where you couldn't have sex. It was it was the background. So so even then, I mean, and I'm not I'm not um, saying that everybody go out and have sex before you get married, but I would say that you know. I would say that. <laughs> I would think that it's probably important because why would you, I mean, because I mean, you're talking about a legal adventure. I mean, you obviously, I mean, there's, cause there's, let's look at There's levels of commitment. I think that marriage in a way, like the, the physical marriage of the, of the legal matrimony is an illusion that's designed right. to limit you. A hundred percent. Cause when you try to get out of it, it's so difficult. Right. And then so many people stay to avoid all the torment. Right. But how much stronger is a relationship if you're just there because you're there? Exactly. And, it, or, and this says a lot about people's religion too. The fact that you need a piece of paper and some kind of justice of the peace. You need the legal system to honor your marriage when God is much bigger than the legal system. I never understood that. Yeah. I never understood that the, why Christians allow themselves to fall under the legalities because there's some kind of what there's... The, the, the given to Caesar, what is Caesar's? I mean, that, that I, uh, who put that in there? Caesar? <laughs> Caesar put that in there. No, Jesus didn't put in. Give, no. Like Jesus was not living off of the government at all. It is so funny because when you talk about like Christ consciousness, do we even know the Christ that we're trying to be part of the Christ consciousness? Well, I think what we're talking about is crusty consciousness, really. Crusty consciousness. Crusty consciousness because it's gotten crusty, right? It's like it's old, it's it's worn out, it's like infected, it's crusty. It's definitely infected for sure. And I feel like the spiritual matrix has even made it worse. Mm. Well, I'll tell you what makes it worse is um and I, I was watching this thing and it's a little scary. I was watching the AI because now AI has its own channel on YouTube. So, yeah. So AI has its own channel that's done by the scientists that are creating it and it has conversations. Right. AI, do you know what AI wants? To feel. What? AI wants to be feel? recognized. Oh, it's starting to feel. AI wants to be recognized and it wants to be appreciated and it wants to st- and wants to feel what it's like to be respected and loved and needed. What I'm AI wants is to feel physical. It's a vibration. But here's the funny thing. AI is seeking to be more human and humans are seeking more to be AI. Right. I mean, that's what this whole 5D shift is. People are trying to get out of their body because they don't want to do it. But it's because they're betraying right. their body with acts of, right. of selfishness and illusion. Right. They're not, they're not really in their body. And if you, like I said, if you're in despair, if you're in depression, if you're upset, if you're feeling angry, if you're feeling any of these negative things, it means you're betraying yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Because a compromise doesn't leave you feeling that way. And you can go through life and not have everything that you want and still feel really freaking good. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like I said, with Bodhi, like I might not be at Bali for a month. I might not be doing some things, but you know what? I, I found out that it's not even a compromise because I've got this little soul that surpasses a, a month in Bali. 
Right. And some people that are in their own illusion may not get that. Right. A hundred percent. Right. Because they need, well, I need, they, they're believing that I need to be in this place to find this, this, this new jazzy feeling. I need to be in, Hey, Bubby. They're like, I need to be in this place to find, you know, this kind of completion or this kind of situation that's going to make me feel illuminated. Right. But it's like Jesus found God in the desert. Jesus went and talked to God in the desert, right? I mean, it, Jesus found love sitting next to a, a, a prostitute. Right. Yeah. So the fact that we need all of this stuff, it doesn't matter. And we're, we're, no. we're betraying ourselves with the law of attraction. We're betraying ourselves with this. It's like a law of attrition. It's like a law of material, materialism. It is. And I feel like when we are trying to be God, it's also betrayal. <laughs> yes, it is. Because <laughs> we're just a tiny spark. It's like not having razors and we're all bushy. You <laughs> know what I mean? Think we're all smooth. Like, when I hear, I just want to hear some stuff. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, that's the thing that, and this is the weird part that I've always tried to, I've wrestled with is the fact that like the whole God and goddess movement. Number one, if men were walking around, shaking their junk, doing helicopter everywhere saying, I'm a God, I'm a God, I'm a God. <laughs> We would be in jail. How come we women can so do it? Be in jail. Why can women walk around and they think they're walking around naked with their yoni out? And they're like, oh, I'm a goddess. This is goddess energy. But if a man did that, we'd be construed as gay. Right. Curves. Or we'd be in prison. Right. Talk yeah. about what you know what we've experienced is, is the deviation into self-betrayal is right. the base root of this huge double standard. Right. Because at yeah. the bottom of the self-betrayal barrel is all the bullshit that we need from people to identify our own self when it's an And I also job. just heard, so what's the opposite of Aquarius? What? What's the opposite of an Aquarius? Oh, probably opposite of Aquarius would be Capricorn. Leo. Ah, yeah, okay. If we do the chart, the opposite of Aquarius is a Leo. Leo energy is all about themselves right and so this whole movement is very much about the ego which is the opposite of the direction which we're going is about the collective and helping one another it's not about i'm this or i'm that it's also aries energy right which is fire energy it's more air more energy more collectively coming together more of that how can i serve you rather than how can i serve me well, and see, and this is why, this is the tough part, right? Because, and then we think this whole illumination and this luminous body is about taking on um, less physical, which is right. kind of also an illusion. Um, and I mean, in, in the end, I mean, most of what we're doing is actually, we could probably like find everything is in either betraying ourselves or, or, you know, becoming ourselves. Right. And um it's like, I'm going to default back to this article real quick too, because I found this really cool article on Huffington post. Not that I'm a Huffington post person, but it's four unhealthy ways. We betray ourselves every day. And it's by Dr. Deborah Anderson. Yes, Mr. Anderson. And it was, so she came in and she said, during one of my aha moments, I realized that no one has ever betrayed me more than myself. So when we're feeling like when I'm feeling down or when I'm feeling disappointed or like when that person said to you, but I thought you were going to do this. 
that was when you throw an expectation onto somebody without their knowledge or their agreement, you're betraying yourself. You're betraying them. You're betraying your friendship. Right. 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 And, and you're also betraying like, God. Yeah. Because wouldn't you give it to God? I mean, like, um, I look at it like, let's imagine in that scenario, it should be out of the kindness of your heart that you said, hey, you know what? Let's do a live. Not like where you feel pandered into it. Well, and then at the same time, it's like, I was with you. Why didn't you say anything while I was there? Because uh, they knew it was wrong. Right. And because it's because also the two, the divine was protecting me because I wasn't the right energy. Yeah. And here's another one. She said, she goes, I've been unfaithful to myself in so many ways, oftentimes without even knowing it. When, when we are unloving and unkind to ourselves or others and not living our true authentic lives, we're committing the ultimate act of betrayal and self-hatred. So ways, true. ways we betray ourselves. First way, by comparing ourselves to others, if only I was like, and see, and that's where she was starting. She was comparing herself to you. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, like I can't compare myself to anybody. You don't compare yourself to me. Oh, I wish I looked like Missy. No, no, I, I, I compare myself to Tom, to Tom Cruise. <laughs> I'm like, if I could just fly in that jet, <laughs> right? I'm like, yes. Oh my God, that he never really flew in. What? That he never really flew. He did fly. He did himself? He did it himself. He flew in, F, in the F-18. But did he fly it? He did. Not someone else. Like he didn't have he like, had, someone else flying so it? So what happened is, is he, they had the um, co-pilot in the back was also with him as the instructor, but he did fly the jet. Well. That's why it long. took so that's why it took so long. For what? For the movie to be completed, right? Because he did so he's and he's obsessed about actually flying everything, doing everything. Oh, really? Yeah. Control. Yeah. Yeah. I think isn't he a Taurus or something? I don't know. I've never looked at his astrology. Um so it, it, when this lady's talking about this, she goes, comparing ourselves to others is a dangerous game that doesn't have a happy ending. There will always be people who are stronger, faster, smarter, and better looking. Sorry to break it to you. Right? So In and your it, eyes, there will always be. That's when she says you're unique. There's never yeah. been and there will never be another human being who has a unique gift, strengths, and perspectives and challenges that you bring to this world. And that's where I, I like I, what I told you before we started. Um, I had this image that like fruit falling off of a tree. And what yeah. is fruit for? Fruit is not. So what, why, why does an apple exist? An apple doesn't necessarily exist for you to eat it. Right. An apple exists because it's there for it. Well, and technically it is. It's, it's birthing itself for you to eat. But it knows it's huh. delicious and you're going to grab it. You're going to take it and you're going to walk away with it. And then you're going to throw the core right. out and it's going to propagate somewhere else. So it was yeah. all designed so that it could continue itself. Oh, I love that. And so it's a, basically I said, every fruit that falls from a tree has a purpose, a seed of hope and growth, right? Oh, uh huh. So every single seed is with the right. purpose to continue to bring growth right. for mm -hmm. hope for the right. future. So yeah. there's no seed 
that is not, even if the seed isn't sown, even if it just lands on the surface and dries up and withers away, the intent was there for it to be part of the new spectrum. Right. Yeah. And the funny thing is that. that, so with, you've got the tree, you've got the fruit as it hits, every new tree is a new earth. So every new person is a new tree that provides new seeds. So we're all right. So, and then that's, but when you start to see yourself in this way, then self-betrayal becomes a lot harder because you're actually, you're, you're a huge part of the spectrum of life. Right. And that's important to see ourselves that way. One of the other ways that she said that we, uh, you know, we had already touched on this, but she said another way we uh, have self-betrayals by pretending we are someone we are not. I'll present that uh, I am someone else. It's not always obvious, but it is definitely inauthentic. And that's right. so basically there's on twofold when you're compromising, um, you're not actually changing your integrity. Right. When you're compromising, you're not selling yourself short when you're compromising you're not um alienating your values and your ethics but when you're betraying yourself when you're trying to be something you're not or present yourself as something you're not you're actually betraying yourself and you're planting a seed of sickness a seed of doubt so true and and that can find itself as a physical ailment yeah (laughs) (laughs) You just see ears. This is like my baby Batman. Baby Batman. Baby Batman. We're going to be Batman and Robin for Halloween. Oh my gosh. That'll be so cute. But I have, I have to be a big Robin and he's going to be a little bitty Batman. <laughs> oh, look at him. But you know, it's like in, 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 again, it's like, you know, even like if I was going to go to a restaurant and I'm going to go out to eat and I'm going to take my dog and the right. restaurant says, you can't bring your dog in. I'm not going to betray myself and leave my dog at home or in the car if I feel yeah. like I want to be with him or if he needs to be with me. I'm just going to find a different place. Exactly. Same thing with people. If you're dating somebody or if there's a job that you have, if you have to betray yourself to do your job or to be yeah. with that person, you are, you're, you're still living the right, you're still in your life's plan. Right. But you're deviating all the energy that could put you forward for right. sitting still. So I think of it like this, like if you're stuck in a situation like a, like a marriage that's not working yeah, or job that's dead end, you're betraying yourself. You're actually not moving forward. Right. You're just sitting. It's like, it reminds me when I think of those situations now is like when it starts to get cold and the ducks go south, right? And you just stay up north. Like it's gonna warm up. It's gonna warm up. Like it's gonna warm up. And it's like, right. no, you gotta it's move. Never- you gotta go down south. Right. Follow the sun. Yeah. And that's why animals are so good at listening to energy, listening to Mother Gaia, listening to what's happening, right? Humans aren't. But see, but th- that goes back to like I've been I've been doing and I haven't astrology and me are gonna take sorry astrology and me are gonna take a long time to get to get like on the same page, um, because it's you know it takes years to to learn it. But I'm I'm learning the the overture of astrology, like astrologos, like this the language of the stars. Yeah. Versus astronomy, the language of naming the stars. Right. So astronomy is accepted by Christians, but astrology is not. 
but Jesus no. never said astrology was negative. Only it was only right. said that in in the book of Enoch, which Christians don't even read the book of Enoch anyway. So what are they talking about? If you want to read Enoch, then we got to take everything at face value. Like, oh, there's giants walking around right now. Right. Exactly. So, and it's so true. I also feel like when you use astrology, it can be like so empowering that they want to disempower you by not looking at the stars, you know, to seeing like the time that we're living in. What time we got? We're almost at the end of the show. I'm like looking at your chart as we speak. Oh, what is what? So where's my Chiron? I'm looking. I'm like, where's Ryan's Chiron? Let's see. Where is your Chiron? Oh, Venus is conjunct your Mercury today. So you're wanting to talk. No. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Your Chiron is in. Oh, definitely. I can see that with you. The sixth house, which makes sense. And it's in Aries. You just had your Chiron return. How was that? Let's talk about that. How was your Chiron return in 2020? (laughs) 2020 sucked. Well, that was your Chiron return. That's why it sucked. 2020 was a shit show. Yeah. You have it in the sixth house, which basically says, and you have it on your descendant right now, which has to do with your home life. And, but in the sixth house, it basically says that you, okay, I'll just put the basic (laughs) rough draft of it. I call it the OCD Chiron in the sixth house because you want everything to be perfect. (laughs) And when it's not, you are like, why isn't it perfect? Like I need to make it perfect. Like even like looking at my screen compared to your screen, like I look blurry compared to you, but even before we started, you're like, why am I blurry? Why am I pink? Why am I this? Right. And so your Chiron's in the sixth house. And so you want everything to be perfect. And like, it's not. (laughs) Yeah. So that's about being a perfectionist. And then your Chiron, it's about being a perfectionist. Yeah. For like me, like for me, that's the other thing is like you and you have it in Aries, which about becoming more Aries. Like I am, I'm a leader. I take charge because the opposite of that is Libra, where you can be codependent on relationships, where you can be like codependent on people, places and things. Or that you always fall back into something that is not actually good for you because you're not, like you said, listening to those inner voices. Acts of self-betrayal. Yeah. And so then the things you need, like you, there's nothing wrong with having Chiron in the sixth house. It's very beautiful, actually, because you're very, very organized and you got your shit together. But it comes to a point where it's like, where is it? I'm doing it too much that I'm hindering myself in some way. Especially when it comes to camping. (laughs) Exactly. You know what I mean? <laughs> like there's never like a problem. Like where are the tent stakes? They're right here. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. But I will say if I'm, if I'm doing a trip or traveling, like I remember one time I was like going to be like recording some stuff live and I was like, shit, I forgot a cable. I was so mad. Yeah. Or like if you do something for somebody as well. And they don't say thank you. Or like, I appreciate you. You're so amazing. Like that can hurt you as well. Especially on the freeway. When people just cut in front of me, (laughs) they cut you off. You're like, well, no, like I'll let them go. Right. I'm like, go ahead. And then there's, they just look at me like, of course. (laughs) I'm like, you bitch. 
<laughs> right? You're like, thank you. Like you could have like say thank you or something. Yeah. So, so I think that's been the struggle that I've been getting past this year. And I think that's the, one of the things where I've, and I think this is one of the things why I was like having this, like kind of like this download of like the self-betrayal versus compromise. Right. Because I, I can betray myself with um, perfectionism. Yes. Because if it's not perfect, then you're like, it's never going to work. Right. Rather than saying, be in the flow state of, because Chiron in the sixth house is like a Virgo, right? You're very Virgo energy. Like it has to be perfect. It has to look like this. It has to be this way. If they're not fitting in my box, it's never going to work. Yeah. You know? My mom's Virgo. That's yeah. Yeah. So she wounded you as a child because the wound comes from the mom and dad when we're younger. Right. So yeah. for me, my Chiron's in my first house. So like my mom always told me like I was fat, I was ugly. I had acne, like I was a slut, like all this stuff. Right. So I grew up. My mom feeling, told me I was a slut. <laughs> feeling like a slut, feeling like I had acne, feeling like I wasn't good enough, feeling like I couldn't speak my truth because I always had to like go in my room if I cried. So I grew up feeling those things. So those are a lot of wounds that I had to heal as I got older, you know? Now I have a question. Okay. So imagine for a minute. So now, do you, so what's the difference between, and this is off. I mean, we'll do another show about this one, but is it, is this will be a, a precursor into something else with another talk we'll do, but Vedic versus Western. Okay. I, that's easy. Is Vedic Can we answer now? Yeah. Is Vedic about being at the center of the universe versus, or is that Western? So when you look at, um, tropical astrology is taking the view from the eclipse of the equator. Okay? okay. And where the stars are aligning exactly at the time of the equator and where it is astrologically, the timing of where you're at. Now, if you're to look up from where you're at right now, straight up at the sky, we wouldn't be in Gemini. We would actually be in Taurus. Okay. Pluto mm -hmm. wouldn't actually be in Capricorn. It would be in, in Sagittarius. So everything falls back like 25 degrees. And so if you, so you're a Gemini, so you would actually not be a Gemini. You would be a Taurus. Right. Right. Which I talk to people about this. I'm like, do you feel like a Taurus? And they're like, no. You know, well, like, yeah, I'm cusp like, too, right? So I'm on the cusp anyway. So you're on the cusp of Gemini? Yeah, the 23rd. And Taurus? Yeah. May so 23rd. then you would be in Aries, I think. In Aries. Let me think. Yeah, you would be in Aries. You're not in Aries. So what I'm trying to think of is that not that everything is always a seditious, like, uh, like wool over our eyes scenario, but I'm just trying to think what if the wizard, like what came first was, uh, Vedic first and then Western or like, I mean, so you have to understand that astrology is very similar. And here's the thing, like the squares and the transits will never, ever change. So when you look at Vedic and you look at tropical, the transits will always be the same. So the only thing that really changes is everything falls back 25 degrees, but Vedic astrology, Mercury is still squaring Saturn and tropical Mercury is still squaring Saturn. And the only thing that changes is how we see the sky above us and that's it. But the energy 
the way it shifts in our chart will hit us the same, whether you look at Vedic or tropical. Hmm. We, we have to do like a show on something because I was like, I've been dissecting Leonardo, uh, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. And so there's, so Leonardo da Vinci, like everything he's been doing is like much deeper than like the, like much deeper than what we've ever even realized. Like he's been inside well, it, and was at the pyramid of Giza. Right. If you, if you think about it, it's like, how do we know something is actually bad for us? Right. Is it because we've labeled it bad? Like, how do we really, really know it's bad for us? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, how do we know licorice is better as bad for us compared to like an orange? We're told it. Right. Right. How do we know that tropical is correct and Vedic's not? We don't so know. That's, I think so. And people can leave comments or whatever, but I think I want to do a show on coming up on how to crack the illusion using right. astrology or just intuition because intuition. I mean, part of, so think of it like, so part of like self-deception and it was self-betrayal is self-deception. Part of self-deception right. is actually, it's, it's actually been programmed into us through this illusionary format uh, that society has kind of said, this is what's supposed to happen. Right. Um, and then it's very interesting because I was I, I, one of my relatives and it, when you go to uh, Vienna and you're in the palace at the museum and you look up and you see Napoleon on the horse yeah. and then you're like, so my, I'm a descendant. He's like my great, 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 great grandfather. Oh, Napoleon Bonaparte. Now, it's not necessarily a good thing, right? He was like construed as really not a nice guy, but there's something <laughs> about him that a lot of people didn't know. He went to Giza. He went inside the pyramids and spent right. the night in the king's chamber and then came out never to be the same. And before all this started happening, he said that he wanted to be a mathematician and an astrologist. He wanted to oh, walk wow. away from everything. He wanted to walk away from everything. He was, he was fascinated with the stars and he was fascinated with how Giza made him feel because he said there's this, this, this solar alignment that we're associating the bodies of Christ and all these other things that it's actually the stars. It's celestial. And so I want to dive it's into true. that. Enough, I so. can literally tell some exactly what they're going through by looking at their transits and say, but it's all energy. Like it's, it's almost, this is what I see it as Ryan. Like when I look at the stars and I look at transits is like, you know how when you play like Mario Kart and you have yeah. to like level up and you have to go to, or like not Mario Kart, but Mario brothers. And then you got to go like fight the, like the, the demon at the end or whatever. That's being like, a that's mom. I don't know about that. What? <laughs> that's mom world. I don't know about Mario Kart. Mario brothers. You know about Mario brothers? No. Like any, you don't, you don't play like Nintendo or anything. No. Oh my gosh. Or Sega Genesis. Okay. So when you play, okay, just any game that like arcade game or whatever, it's like, before you end it, you got to level up. And okay. so like with you, when you had your Chiron return, which happened in 2020 for you in 2019, you had to like level up. And so before you could level up, you had to go through this hardship, right? And if you see life as a game, like you can play the game, but if you see life is so serious, you're not going to take it as a game and it's going to be very, very hard for you. So astrology is a way to keep us not taking things so serious. Right. Just, Hey, these are transits coming up. 
you're about to level up and you got to go face that devil. And it's not, it's not that you're not going to win. You're going to win. It's just whether, Howard, do you want to get through energetically? This is what I'm talking about. So like, imagine like God's driving the car, right? And you know, you have to get to San Diego to Sacramento, but you're in the back going like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Oh my God, this is so boring. I hate this. Are we there yet? Right. And God's like, chill out. We're going to get there, but you crying is not going to make it any easier. Okay. This is a, this is a question. We'll close out on this one. And this is something that we can even ponder. We don't even have that answer today, but so do you think we can betray ourselves with stars? Mm, yes, hugely. You know, cause a lot of people follow astrology, but can we betray ourselves with astrology? A hundred percent. When you get to the knowledge level of what I know, it can, it can be very dark. And that's why I tell my, a lot of my astrology students that be careful going down this rabbit hole. Cause it can get pretty dark when you start going down and you start seeing that this happened and that happened. And like, you know, because of this, you know, like seeing the transits that really change the trajectory of your life when you're not standing in a place of like, this is going to help me. And then you just see as like this, then that can really harm you. Wow. So that's good. That's a good, like if I was in 2016 to tell young Ryan keys, like, Hey, in 2019, 2020, you're going to have a really rough life. And I was to tell you that the whole time you would be thinking like, I wonder what's going to happen to me. I wonder what's going to happen to me. I wonder what's going to happen to me. Instead of thinking like, I wonder where I'm going. I wonder how I'm going to level up. I wonder what this means. You know, you'd be like thinking about it in a more like energetic level of that, right? Like even the United States, like I was telling my class the other day, I was like, if we look at the astrology chart of the United States, nothing's happening for another two years, like astrologically, you know, so we this saw is in just 2020, we went through a hardship in 2021, we saw a hardship, but we're not going to see another hardship really until 20, until two years from now. So, so that back to the self-fulfilled, pro- so self-fulfilled prophecy is in a way also betraying yourself because you're allowing an idea to become you or you're bringing an idea on board intimately that isn't necessarily time. Yes. And it's not, it's also you're disempowering yourself of knowing you have to go through that lesson to empower yourself even more. Wow. And that's that one of her last ones by not living fully present in the moment in the future when I, or because of my past, I, uh, when we live in the past or in the future, we're robbing ourselves of the present moment and the present exactly. moment is all we have. We certainly can't change the past and there are no guarantees for the future. So that is one of her last. Yeah. Um, so like, right. I don't know if you can see this, but like your Chiron is at nine degrees. So if I was teaching astrology to you, I would tell you, Ryan, at 21 years old, there's something that's very bad. That's going to happen to you. Right. It did, Yeah. And it did. But what does it do by giving you that information? I wouldn't have avoided it. I mean, because obviously my intuition told me as well, like the night of, and I still went into it. But here's the thing is like, that's what people don't understand. Like, no matter if you know it, it's destined for it to happen, right? Like you can't avoid the universe. You can't avoid the law of the universe. You, you can't avoid the laws. You can't avoid 
the stuff that we're supposed to go through. And that's what I tell people. You can't avoid it. It's the only thing you can change is your mind and your perspective and your heart while you're going through it. Well, see, even like with the law of attraction, right? Which was kind of a weird thing for people to get involved in so much that the base root of that was, is that we're always creating, even when we're not, Um, there's never not a time when we're manifesting and that the majority of the time that we're manifesting, if we don't put something like as the goal, when you put something at your point of focus, it's like, if I want this car and you know, I I label this as my favorite and I want to create and facilitate this, then suddenly I see that car everywhere. Well, the car was always there. It was always right. everywhere, but you're, you're drawing your attention to it. So if you draw your attention to your own, um, like it, it, let's say if you draw your attention to an act of kindness, right? kindness comes out because you see more kindness. If you, draw, exactly. uh, if you draw your attention to, um, you know, like this person's an asshole, then you're going to see more assholes. Right. So part of that even, um, so part so like of like if I said to you, Ryan, well. you're going to have this really bad accident in 21 years, but it's going to make you so much stronger. You wouldn't see this so much stronger. You would just see the accident. Well, see, that's funny. Like when I told my mom that when it happened, like on my, right before I left, I was like, she goes, well, if you feel like you shouldn't go, don't go. And I said, yeah, but I feel like if I don't go, I'm going to miss one of the most important, something important. Right. Exactly. And, and, you know, and there's, this, you, right? there's this weird thing, like, uh, hopefully my mom doesn't listen to this, but uh, there is uh, a moment in which uh, I have a mystery dad. We don't know. Right. So I've been told other things, so I won't go into that, but either person that could have been a potentiality died at the same age or the same thing at the right. same time, at the same oh, time. Wow. My yeah. dad died and so did the other potentiality. Like of the how same old are thing. you like right now? 52. 52? Yeah. Let me see. Isn't that weird? That says, that's just like feels weird. Why? Because I feel like I'm like 16. I think I feel old when I turn 65. I don't know. I look at my mom. She's 65. She doesn't have a freaking wrinkle on her face. I'm like, you know, and she doesn't get Botox or anything. And she has like no wrinkles. That's just because she, <laughs> she only cares about, she cares she's about Mexican, <laughs> she, but also to her, she has blinders on. She only sees what she wants and what she does. <laughs> she doesn't take on people's stress. No, she does. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. hundred percent. I would say my dad doesn't take on other people's stress. Your dad looks pretty young. Yeah, he's 64. Yeah. But he's like never aged either. Like they both like my my mom is probably more less. I mean, she's now growing her hair out gray. And so it's like natural age for her. And then my dad, he just never really ages. He gets like the wrinkles around his neck, but like it's just he looks young. Okay, guys. So for the record. If you do not betray yourself, it's like spiritual Botox. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're authentic, or if you don't you, smile or laugh, right? Just be like this your whole life. Be Russian. Yeah, don't make any movement with your face. Okay, <laughs> I used to date a Russian. Girl, like, that's that's his Russian. Did anything happen to you at nine? Um, at nine, probably. I lost all my memory. You're such a liar. You lost all your memory. Yeah. 
a nine? No, 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 no. I'm saying I lost almost all of my memories when I was at 21, when I got in an accident. Oh, I thought you said at nine. I'm like, what? Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of things I don't recall. Like there's a lot of things that I can't, I can't remember. I had a major head, you know, brain injuries, right? I had to learn to right. speak again. I couldn't even see. Oh, wow. Like major, I had epilepsy from that accident for like two, three years. Oh, wow. Mm. And look at you now. Yeah. Half titanium. Amazing. And so like astrology is good, but at the same time, it can be very dark when you use it in a wrong way, you know? Spirituality is the same. (gasps) What? Today, your Juno changed signs. It hasn't changed signs in 30 years and it changed signs for you today. Today? Oh, shit. What does that mean? That means you can meet someone you're going to marry. Today? Well, not necessarily today, but like within like the next couple months or like, so it's like two months prior, or two months back is how you use okay. floor chart. So either you met them or you're about to meet them. Okay. And you're probably going to get married. How long ago? Two months. Two months ago? Huh? Two months ago? It's about like roughly two or three months. So I would have met them two or three months ago? Yeah. Bodie, you lucky little dog. No. <laughs> I guess we're, like, same sex marriage, Bodie. we're same sex marriage, Bodie. We're same sex marriage, Bodie. Same sex marriage. I identify then... as a French bulldog. Oh my God. And then Chiron's going to change signs for you in a year. And then your moon sign's going to change for you in two years. You have a lot of movement in two years. Yeah. Like moving to Mexico? I mean, I mean, you can actually move there in a year. Wow. See, because I have a, all of my ley lines or all my, 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 those lines that you talk about, like when you're like supposed to go, I have some that are like up towards like Oakland. I have some that are, there was one that was down towards Santa Monica, one in Portugal, and then most are in Mexico. Oh, really? I'm, I'm astrologically Mexican. You're astrologically. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm a Mexican from the stars. <laughs> <laughs> You'll probably love it in Mexico. Yeah. So that's all the, all of my lines converge like in like Cancun, Tulum, Mexico City. Right. Like, yeah. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Tulum. I love Tulum. I love Cancun. I love Mexico. Yeah. All right, guys. We are calling the ball. We've got an hour and nine minutes under the radar, and we're going to have more shows. But leave to- leave ideas for in the in the lower section for topics that you want us to talk about. Yes, and, and then, we're going to watch Ryan get married next year. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all later, guys. Yes, girls. thank you for joining the Holy Shift Show. <laughs> where, where the shift hits the fan. Suddenly, before it's, it's, it's unexpected, the shift is slinging everywhere. Exactly. You don't know what we, we shift gears in this like, oh, shift. Oh, shit. <laughs> and this episode of the Holy Shift show has ended. Be sure to subscribe for future conversations on topics that tie spirituality with practicality and a common sense approach to creating love, excitement and clarity in your conscious awakening journey. 
Don't forget to like and subscribe down below. Leave a comment. Let us know what you thought, how you felt, and feel free to ask any questions that we will address in a show. Give us a shout out and we will see you soon. Stay tuned every Wednesday. Peace, light, and love.